Lucas. Now comes the 17th century hardness. Europe began to come out of destruction. Some Johan F. Woman fought the German. Came out of nowhere and started confirming white supremacy and men of colors. Before this time, all men were brothers. It was Johan who went on to say, We are five different colors in the world today. That's Caucasian, Malayan, and Mongolian. American Indian and Ethiopian. Yet the ignorance gets scarier. He believed whites were superior. According to his idiotic mountain, the parents white all right everybody you must learn we're back with our man jb um jesse let's get back to education and i want to talk about or ask you about your experiences um with education in the school system in columbia missouri um tell me a little bit about uh some of the positive experiences um, that you had with some of the teachers you know, man, that you I, had coming up? I, I, the the three most positive inputs I had was going to be Dr. Battle, the, the yes. Marion Battle. She was a very positive influence. She tried to help me. You know, I just wasn't, I wasn't listening to it at the time. Um, uh, Mr. Taylor was a very positive influence. Bro, I'll never forget the things that he did for me after Michael died, bro. And Mr. Whitman, um, all three very popular people um, that if I had to listen to and looked up to, bro, I, my life would have been different for me. Um, but they tried. And that was that meant a lot because it wasn't many dudes or people that really tried to get through to somebody like me. You know what I mean? They were throwing the towel, bro. So, so those were positive influences, bro. And then, there, you know, there was – on the on the flip side, I mean, it was it was less positive influences than negative influence. Um, you know, the negative influences were were, were several teachers, That's several. I, and, and I don't, you know, like, you know, I don't know if you're comfortable naming names. If you don't want to name names, but if you wanted to describe some of those experiences, because that's what I was going to ask you is, what is the flip side of that? What were some of those negative experiences that you had coming up there in Columbia yeah. in school? I won't. I won't even throw throw them under the bus, bro. But there was just, you know, there was a lot of teachers that um, didn't even give 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 me the chance. You know what I mean? Just because the, the teachers, of course, knew my, knew what was going on with me, knew my background, knew what I was going through, and they and every one of them um, or most of them was like, "You'll never amount to nothing anyway." Um, so why waste time with them? You know what I mean? Right. Give them detention. Kick him out. You know what I mean? The first thing that comes up, I'm the one that gets in trouble first for it. You know, you know I've got, I got suspended, you know, I don't know how many times, bro, expelled um, to the point where I just, I, I let, I dropped out of school in the 11th grade because I didn't even see the point of continuing, bro. I just didn't think that it would be something that, that I would even be able to to, to get a, a, a diploma. You know what I mean? So, it was just an overall, honestly, bro, honestly, honestly, Columbia, Missouri, the school system for somebody like me was an overall negative experience because there was no outlet for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was only it was only a siphon to, to, to put me into the streets and keep me in the streets right. rather than educate me and give me some kind of hope, bro. So, you know, I mean, I can't even really pinpoint one teacher in, in in particular or one incident it was it was the education system as a whole 
that saw my life and was like, yeah, we ain't, it's not even, he's not, we need to focus on somebody else because this guy right here is not going to amount to nothing. And, you know, and, and I can echo that. And that goes back to what I was saying when I thought about you, about the coach asking me to go, you know, basically mm-hmm. go be a rat. And then yeah. also I'm like, so you're asking me to be a rat, be an Uncle Tom, and basically do it, everything that goes against showing any type of character. And see, that's what you, right. they'll put me to do, you know, and then they'll put me as a token and say, oh, well, this is a good, uh, that's a good one. And then yeah. when they go home, they're going to look at me the same way everybody else is. Well, you're a snitch. You know what I mean? So like now nobody likes you. Your own people don't like you because you done sold out. And then the people you sold out to don't like you because they know what you are. They know you a snitch and can't be trusted because they put you up to do some bitch shit and you did it. And you did it, yeah. That's Jim Crow at his that's, that's exactly what that is, bro. Yeah, you know? and, and those are the, you know, and that was my takeaway um, in, in talking to some of our, you know, cats who we came up with is um, as we got older, it, and that was one of the things for me, for me at least, you know, why I wanted to leave Columbia was because I was like, you know, I don't like the fact that it's like you choose which brothers you want to get behind and give them right. and, and treat them halfway decent. And then it's like everybody else. They purposely do stuff to that I would see that I'm like, okay, I know that's not right. Put people in the quote unquote slow class. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and yeah. it's obvious is like when you have kids and you're like, okay, uh, the four black kids in class, y'all are gonna go downstairs to the such. A, like, come on, man. It's like why are you why are you trying to number yeah. one single them out and point out every day that they dumb, and then on top of that. Um, you're sitting there um, putting them like down in the basement somewhere, you know, bullshit like that. And, and, and you know, here's the thing that, that that bothered me about that whole situation is most of that was behavioral, bro. You know what I mean? And I, and I, could, I know a couple cats. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know it wasn't was the intellect. It was not the intellect. <laughs> it's behavior, bro. So all they needed was somebody to care for them a little yeah. bit. And somebody, and and somebody, you know that what was I mean? gonna, and somebody that was going to deal with us. You know, in a way that we can respect, like, okay, this this right. person ain't playing, you yeah. know. And we and I think that we had certain teachers like that or coaches where it's like, okay, hey, you all that other shit over there, but with this cat, it ain't gonna fly. And usually we didn't have problems. And, you know, we and, did have people like that, but only go so far with, with some of us and then the rest of us it was it was like you know, they washed their hands with us, bro. You know, um, and that that's sad, bro. Because you got people like James Yancey, bro. He's a good dude. He was a good kid, bro. They put him in those classes, and bro, he ended up, you know, going to charter and going to, you know, this, that, the other, and and yep. and, and now he thinks he's crazy. You know, what I'm right? Saying? Or or or, uh, you know, I mean, just there's a couple people, bro. But James comes to mind, bro, because he was a good guy. He was one of my good friends, bro, growing up. Um, and I know he grew up as a regular kid. You know what I mean? He was not crazy, bro. They made him crazy over time because if you tell somebody they slow or they crazy over and over and over, that's what they feel like they are, bro. You know? Exactly. So it's sad, bro. It's a sad existence. And that's the same thing I'm telling you about the teacher saying he ain't going to amount to that or he's bad or he's die. He's this and that, you know, or nowadays people call, call them thugs and, and shit like that, bro. 
You know what I mean? It's if you label somebody something and call them that for so long, that's what in their mind in the average person's mind, that's what they're going to grow up to be, especially if they're a kid. Yep. Um, you know, we got to change even with our own people within our own people. We got to change that. We got to stop calling our kids bad. We got to stop, you know, teaching them how, you know, dressing like rappers. And you know what I mean? We got to stop that, bro. We got to stop it. Having, and having, having self-respect so, for yourself, number one. And that's the first thing. You got to love yourself and you got to respect yourself first. You know, and I think that's the, that's, <laughs> that's right. that, that we're missing, um, especially for our people, is, you know, that, that self-respect. And um, it, when you have that, it permeates to everything else that you do. You respect That's right. uh, females. You, you know, you respect your teachers. You know, um, yeah. you respect when you go into somebody's business, you respect, hey, man, they're trying to make money. So, you know, yeah. you know how it feels like if somebody's trying to mess up your, your bread. But somewhere yeah. along the way, we have gotten away from that. And, and I'm hoping that, you know, the young folks <laughs> and, and the parents of young folks are listening because, um, you know, uh, Jesse can tell you, um, when you have a lack of those things, um, you know, he, he can tell you firsthand, um, th- this ain't for everybody, you know, it's not, really. It, it ain't for you know, and I, I, before I, I've been fortunate and blessed enough to experience both sides of the haves and have nots, bro. Um, or the fortunate, less fortunate, um, you know, the streets and, 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 and the suburbs, bro. And, and it's not, you know, there's there's a lot of things that you can do to prevent going down the wrong road. And like right. you said, one of them is having self-respect um, and transpires into showing and teaching respect. But, the you know, people's got to start understanding, especially with kids, bro. You got to live for your kids now. You know what I mean? You got to, if, if you didn't grow up with self-respect, like we lost our self-respect standing in those food, food bank lines or going to spend food stamps. You know what I mean? That right. kind of, you know, dehumanizes you. Off. Yeah, yeah, dehumanizes you, yeah. Right. So, so, so you, you got to still say it's not too late to teach my kids what I didn't know. Um, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping that I can do, bro, is, is, is it's not too late for me to show my kids a different life. And hopefully by the time their kids come, you know, what I went through will be a whole generation away. It won't even be thought of. Um, and that's what I'm hoping, bro. You know, and when a lot of people, our people are living for their own life, like how much can they make in, in a year, what they're doing, what kind of car they can buy. And, you know what I mean? They're not thinking about what they can do for their kids, bro, and, and set their kids up for their kids' generation. two generations from now instead of a generation to be better instead of what we doing, you know what I mean, for ourselves, bro. And that's self-respect. Right. And what you're talking about there is that generational wealth. And, and those are the things that, that's right. you know, that, that our elders actually had and were instilling. And somewhere along the way, and I'm not sure where, I'm going to say probably somewhere around the time when Biggie and Tupac got shot, Something changed where we just stopped, you know, we, yeah, we were just like, well, fuck it, you know, because, <laughs> you know, it, it's definitely not, it's definitely not like how it used to be. Definitely not. I don't, I'm a t- go ahead. when I saw Joey, and this is the, the absolute, this absolute 
This is the absolute truth. What I saw was, bro, is in the 80s, in, in the late 80s, they put, put crack in the neighborhood, bro. You know what I mean? And, and they put crack in the neighborhood, and when crack came, bro, our, our, our all self-respect was gone. You know, either we're going to do what we got to do to sell this and make money, or the p- people on the other side are going to do what they got to do to buy it and smoke it. You know what I mean? So after crack came through, then they then the gangs came through, bro. And, and it was just from, from 90, 89, 90 on to probably 2000. Wow. They, you know, we, 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 we fell victim to drugs, gangs, and violence, bro. And then guess who moved in? The feds, the government. You know what I mean? So now that the government comes in and they take them, they, you know, it's not no more, um, you know, they catching people with, with crack or drug violence or gang violence and they give them five, six years. The feds come in, the government comes in, bro, and they give it people 30, 40, 50 years, bro, yeah. for, for, for having a little bit of crack. You know what I mean? Or yeah. a little bit of, you know, violence is violence. I get it, bro. But instead of, Instead of instead of locking them up and throwing away the key, give give some reform, give some um, some some therapeutic help. You know what I mean? That, uh, I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you um, what um, in your time, you know, going in and out with the juvenile system, and there even in the in in the uh, uh, prison system, the adult prison system. What was the educational opportunities like there? Were there any at all? Nah, bro, listen, you know, when I got, I, the first time I got in trouble was me and Tui uh, in, in 1990, uh, it was not, 93, I believe it was, maybe 92. Uh, but anyway, I was 14 years old, bro. Um, and, and me and Tui had, had known this girl, um, and I won't say her name. Um, but we knew this girl too. He was kind of messing with and her family owned a pizza place. And we, you know, Tui had been to her house so we figured out that they had a lot of money, you know right. what I mean? In the cash. Yeah. So we broke into the house, bro. We ended up coming out with like 12 grand. We're 14 years old, bro. Oh yeah. You're We're $6,000 yeah. a piece. Yeah. You know? So, so we ended up getting locked up, not even a week later because we went to, Went to Hickman the very next day with rings on every finger, brand new clothes, and and the principal I forgot his name I, I forgot his name the principal there the the dude uh, Mr. Um, Paulson called was it Mr. Paulson probably real I, tall yeah Mr. Paulson called yeah Mr. Paulson so he called yeah. the police bro and they had already called Tui so I remember one day I'm in gym um, and for some reason I was thinking that you was in the gym class with me, bro, but I don't remember for sure. But anyway, they called me out, called me to the office, took me to lock me up. Um, and I did 45 days, bro. And the, and I, and the whole 45 days in there, I was telling them I didn't do it. Right. I did not do it. You yeah. know, I, it wasn't me. Yeah. They were like, look, you know, if you don't admit, we're going to send you to DYS. You're not going home. You're going to DYS. All you got to do is admit that you did it. So, hell, I ended up just saying, hey, I did it. You know, so they let me out. Um, you know, so so not even, you know, I had, I had, bro, I, you know, I had incidents after that here and there. You know, one huge one that was in the newspaper and on the news. Um, you know, there was, a, there, was a, there was a shootout at a store um, that I, I can't really go in. I don't really want to go into right. detail yeah, about, you know what I mean? But there was a shootout at a store. A lot of people... A lot of people got arrested and in trouble, um, but nobody 
um, got any time for it, bro. Nobody got time for it. Everybody, everybody went home. Right. Um, and you would think at that point it would be a wake up call for me, but it wasn't, bro. You know, not even a year later, I get in big trouble. Um, and I get, I get, I get uh, sentenced to prison, bro. I got a twelve year sentence, wow. and I was seventeen years old, bro. seventeen. So my big brother died at fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. I lasted three years, bro. Three, three years, years of of shit that putting people in hospitals, bro. You know, running up in people's houses. You know, doing this and doing that. Um, and finally, at seventeen, you know, I, they took me off the streets, bro. You know, wow. after twelve years. Um, I ended up doing four and a half, um, and I was I was I, I went in as a as a boy, you know. I went in as a boy, bro, and came out as a man. But the one thing that it taught me that trip taught me juvenile didn't teach me shit. The pr- prison taught me, bro, is that that was one place I did not want to be. You know what I mean? That was a life that I really didn't want to live. Right. And I stayed woke the whole time. There's a lot of people that I went in there and I watched them. You know, in my almost five years, I watched them leave and come back, leave and come back or whatever. You know what I mean? Or, or leave and not know nothing. Come right. in the same dumbness as they left with right. or leave with the same dumbness they came in with. But all, all the same, all the time, bro, in my mind, I'm thinking this is not where I want to be. You know what I mean? So, um, bro, I got out. I was blessed. You know, it, it was God sent. I got out on my birthday um, in 2008. And like I said, I just knew I wanted to do something different, bro. So I immediately left Columbia. Not even, not even, not even five months, bro. I, I got out of Columbia, um, you know. And and I was blessed to, you know, meet my wife. Um, and her, you know, between her and her mom and her grandma, bro, it would have, you know, I still didn't know. I knew what I, I, I didn't want to do, but I didn't right. know how to do what I wanted to do. Right. You know what I mean? I, I, I had no training on how to really live, live a productive life. Um, but they showed me, bro. They showed me not only love, uh, they showed me f- true family. Um, and they showed me how, how people actually live. A productive life, um, and bro, we moved. We moved together. We moved here in 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 ninety nine, and um, you know that was a wrap for the streets for me, bro. That was a wrap. I still keep my ear to the streets. You know, I still got people there when I go back. You know, I go back once a year. Um, you know, anything happened, I know immediately reach out to me. You know, I still got a lot of a lot of a lot of connections and webs down there, but. Other than uh, being being involved, bro, I'm I'm way totally disconnected, bro. Word. All right. 